Hi, everyone. How are you doing? It's been a long time since I've been with you. This is Dr. Terry with Legacy Investment Informs, and welcome back. I'm so excited that we're meeting one another again. Um, today, I have a very special guest, actually, as my co-host, and um, we go. We have a history together in regards to the fact that um, Pastor Hoax, the name, his name is Doctor. Timothy Hoax, and he is the pastor of the Key of David Ministries in Compton, California. And I had the pleasure, my daughter and I, of meeting Pastor Hoax and his lovely wife, Sister First Lady Hoax, back, um, I think it's about mm, maybe five, four or five years, now three, between three and five years. And they were the spiritual advisors for my daughter and I book that we wrote, Healing in the Workplace, a, um, a Spiritual Guide to Coping with Work Issues. And so we have been been connected for a long time, and they it was, it was a blessing when we got with them. And these people, I'm telling you, they are just phenomenal. Their spirit is so loving and kind, and um, I wish you could meet them because they are phenomenal people, and they really are a true testament of God's love and extending God's love. And you, when you meet them, they just welcome you as if you were their very own. And isn't that wonderful that we have people that today still exhibit that loving spirit of God? So um, without further ado, I want to introduce Pastor Hoax to you, and he's also Dr. Hoax, <laughs> so that's a wonderful thing, and um, he's a very accomplished gentleman. I, I really, really love what he does in the community. He is a community activist. He's also an accomplished actor. He's also a um, counselor and a host of many other things, but I won't keep him waiting, and I would like um, to introduce right now Dr. Pastor Timothy Hoax. Hi, Pastor. How are you? How are you, Dr. Harris? Harrison. So uh, nice to be with you and your listening audience on this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. What's been going on with you? Well, um, just the last couple of weeks, I've been involved with some things that we're trying to uh, uh, help the community of Compton with uh, the church and myself. So uh, we're in the midst of uh, putting together some programs that we can reach uh, out to at-risk youth uh, with a homework center. So that's been occupying my time for the last couple of weeks, trying to uh, get the uh, all the paperwork together, and also to get the uh, workers together that can help with this project, a very needed project, uh, not only in the city of Compton, but all across our city. So uh, that's kind of occupied a lot of my time uh, the last several weeks. Yes, yes, that's great. That's wonderful. Well, I know you're always busy doing something. You're very, you're, you're very, very busy. But what I love about you is that you do always find, manage to find time to help those in need. And that's a wonderful, um, a wonderful attribute that you and First Lady have, and which is why we love you so much, you know, so <laughs> we're always calling upon you for something, and you're always so gracious to be there for us, and I do appreciate that very much, so I want to say thank you for that. Thank you for those kind words. I appreciate it. No problem. So, Pastor, as you know, today is um, 
the topic is about expungement and how it relates to legacy, building a strong legacy for for yourself. And um, before we get started, I would like to open up with a, a opening prayer. And would you would you do the honors in that? Sure. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you and we do praise you for this day. We thank you for Jesus and what he means to us right now. God, we thank you for every person, Lord, that made this uh, broadcast possible today. We thank you for the listening audience. And God, we pray now that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart is acceptable in your sight. We pray, God, that the words that we will communicate this afternoon will find uh, fall on good ears, Lord, and it would be a blessing to the hearers. God, bless everything that's said and done today. Bless everyone that's listening and could not make it to listen today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for that. So um, today's topic is expungement and how it relates to building a strong legacy. And one of the things we wanted to we wanted to come the reason this even came about is that Pastor has a heart for helping the community. And um, he's out in Compton, California, in the which is predominantly Latinos and African Americans. As um, unfortunately, that those particular communities that are that have a high percentage of those those underserved ethnicities happen to fall up under a high percentage of criminal activity, meaning not having a record. Not, not everyone is um, at their fault, but nonetheless, whether it's their fault or not, um, many need to have a um, have the service of expungement, or many do not even know what expungement means or even know that they have, um, there's something out there to assist them with, with moving, erasing their past. And so um, Pastor and I, we're talking one day, and the Lord, I was praying actually one day about this, and this has been something that's really near and dear to my heart, the Lord put on my heart to do, and I was talking with Pastor and First Lady about it, and um, Pastor has a heart for the same thing. So we decided that it would be best if we join forces together and, and bring this topic to the forefront as well as we're not just going to talk about it, but we're also going to give you some how-tos and where to go and what we have planned in the future to take to to um, address this in, within the community. With that said, um, we are going to be talking about why it's important to clear one's name in the natural through the process of expungement. We will also be talking about who is eligible for expungement and where to go to start expungement process. So, Pastor, what do you um, want to say about that? Well, first of all... um Thank you again for this opportunity to speak to this very important matter. Um, and I know there's a lot of listeners out there uh, this afternoon thinking uh, who may have had uh, criminal activity in their life, maybe it was in their uh, early years or their teen years or maybe young adult years. And mm-hmm. I, I know sometimes when you've had things happen in your life um, that uh, affects your, your legacy, uh, you kind of feel hopeless. And I just want to say to everyone that's listening this afternoon is don't lose hope. Hold on to hope. 
because uh, as a as a whole, we live in a very forgiving society in the United States, and we we are among people in this society that believe in a second chance. So I just want you to know that society uh, is forgiven, and God is forgiven too, because we all make mm-hmm. mistakes. Uh, we can have uh, a, a per- we can we can have a perfect heart toward God, even though we may make mistakes in the natural. Our heart can be right toward God. So I want to encourage everyone who has been struggling, you know, because of something that happened or feeling like that there's no hope, you know, that you'll never be able to uh, get the opportunities afforded you because of a record. Well, expungement comes in to help uh, people with these type situations have hope and go on to lead a normal life. And what I want to say is that some people may think to themselves this afternoon, what is expungement? Well, mm-hmm. expungement is when you reopen your criminal criminal case, and what it does, it dismisses any convictions that you had, and it recloses the case without a conviction. So after mm-hmm. you have an expungement, you are no longer a convicted person. The case itself remains and it still exists, but the expungement will appear on your record. So that's what an expungement is. It's reopening of the criminal case. It is dismissing the case, and, and it set aside the conviction, and then you are no longer a convicted person. However, uh, it will show on your record moving forward as an expungement, but that's better than having a conviction uh, on right. your case. Uh, normally, an expungement takes anywhere from three weeks to four months, depending on um, how busy the program that you're working with and how, how many files and how many uh, cl- uh, clients they have are trying to get an expungement. So normally you would set aside anywhere from three to four months to get an expungement. Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. may ask uh, this afternoon, well, why would you want an expungement? Well, uh, the great thing about an expungement is that uh, most employers uh, carry insurance on their employees, and it's very difficult to get a job with a conviction on your record. So it's right. very important that if you had a mistake, and like I said, you know, we've all made them before, that uh, there is an avenue, a vehicle that you could use to get that uh, satisfied so that won't be a, a lean against your life for all of your life. So uh, once again, I just want to offer encouragement to the listening audience and to anyone that they may know that there is help out there if you made a mistake, if you've had a conviction, a misdemeanor, or maybe even a felony. Not all felonies can be expunged, but some of them can. So I just want to offer hope this afternoon to the listeners. Right. I'm in agreement with that. Um, um, So many of our our, um, brothers and sisters that are in underserved communities, unfortunately, are in a position where they can't even get employment because of something that has a mistake they've made. And um, sometimes it's not even at the fault of their own, you know. Um, But nonetheless, nonetheless, it's still something that haunts them and and it keeps them from becoming gainfully employed, which is one of the reasons why why, um, it's important that we do a better job at serving our community and getting information out there to even... To, to make sure that everyone there there like like you said there is hope and yeah. there is there's like you told me the other night there's always something that we can do right correct there, there's always something that can be done uh, 
no matter what. Uh, it may not be a, a quick process, but as mm -hmm. we know with life, uh, the wheels of success sometimes turn very slow. So I think that anyone that's trying to get an expungement, you're going to have to pack your patience as you come along. But it is a, a worthwhile process because remember, as we said, you know, your, your future, your legacy uh, is at stake uh, with an expungement. So uh, the great thing about um, a legacy. We talked about uh, leaving a legacy behind. Well, before we can leave our legacy, we first have to set an example. And if we have uh, siblings or if we have children or, you know, whoever may be looking up to us for leadership or guidance, then we must first set the example by uh, showing them how we do the right thing. In other words, mm -hmm. I made a mistake, you know, but there is hope. I'm from this point forward. I'm going to do the right thing, and I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. I want you to learn from my mistakes. So we want to set the example for those that are following us and looking to us uh, for direction, and then we want to be able to leave a legacy behind where those, in turn, as they mature into adults, they can also too set examples for those that they are leading as well. Right, right. So, Pastor, um, with with um. That leads me into thinking about something that you said. What is the, what do you believe that um, a person that, um, say for instance, someone um, says, well, you know what, this is something that I believe that um, I would like to try, but I'm not so sure that it will work for me. And um, what does that really have to do with with my legacy, what are you? What is all this legacy stuff that you're talking about? How would you address something like that? Well, once again, especially in, in our communities, and when I'm talking to people of color, um, I, I think there has been an erosion of the family structure in the last mm -hmm. decade or so, and a lot of our young people don't have good examples to look for. And I've always mm -hmm. said you know, to many people and also to uh, the parishioners at my church that when we have to look farther than the head of the dinner table for an example, then we've got a problem in our families. And I believe that every situation, you know, and some of the challenges that we have in the black community and other communities, uh, I believe it points back to the family. Due to the yeah. fact that the family is the greatest institution of them all, the family is the smallest uh, army on God's battlefield, uh, the family is God's idea. This was God's idea of community. And at, right. at, the, at the origin of God and at the origin of man is community. We were created as relational beings by God, and we need to be able not only to connect to God, but to connect to one another. So mm -hmm. as we connect to one another and as we set examples for, like I said, our siblings or, or nephew, nieces or nephews, excuse me, um, you know, these people are looking to us for direction. So it has a direct tie to the family. And, and what you do, you know, uh, affects people around you. You know, I, I, I use a metaphor sometimes uh, with my churches that if you fall, then you shake the ground around you. In other words, you don't fall yeah. to yourself. So we have to be so careful because we never know who's looking at us or who's taking an example from us because people will watch your life uh, for days, months, and years and never tell you. So we have to be so careful that uh, understanding that when we fall, we don't fall to ourselves and we do shake the ground around us, which means that that has an impact on our legacy and those that are following us or looking up to us for uh, advice and direction in life. Yes, absolutely. I I concur with that, and I I I know it to be a fact. You know, and unfortunately, I don't I I don't believe that many do not have know someone that could use this. 
this particular service or Amen. even themselves, you know. And so so yeah. that's why it is important, and it's important to God. I believe that God is, um, when he says that, um, forgive and forget and remember it no more, the offense. So he's he's talking about the offense of a thing, right? Right, right. And, and, and there's a scripture uh, in Isaiah that says, uh, Come, let us reason together. If, mm. Though your sins be red as scarlet, God can make them white as snow. And see, the thing about it is that forgiveness uh, was created by God. And as we understand life and, and how God views life, uh, we have to understand that if you solicited the answer to this question, if you ask someone, what's man's greatest need? And I'm sure you would get uh, a lot of different types of answers. You would get uh, money. Some would say education. Some would say more programs. Some would say more uh, um, affluence. Some would say, you know, more exposure uh, is man's greatest need. But at the origin of it, or as God sees it, man's greatest need is and always will be for forgiveness. That's our greatest need. And that, that need started all the way back from when Jesus uh, sacrificed and went to the cross and shed mm-hmm. his blood for us and, and, and bridged the gap between God and man. And our greatest need is always for forgiveness. So in terms of expungement, uh, people need to have their crimes, if you will, or, or their debts to society forgiven. And yeah. so we are, I need to have our sins forgiven with God. So uh, that is our greatest need, and it always will be. Mhm. Uh-huh. Exactly. So that would be that would be the parallel um to what modern day what we what God's forgiveness is stands for for us today and in regards to give give you've paid your debt to society, you should be in a position be given another opportunity to to um to move forward in your life. And Absolutely. have the same rights and privileges as everyone else, correct? Absolutely, because yeah. um, we, we're going to have a percentage of people, and, and probably in your listening audience this afternoon, that uh, just simply made a mistake. And as I said, mm-hmm. we, we all make them. You know, uh, uh, you know, when we're young, our zeal is high, but our judgment is low. We don't yeah. make always. We <laughs> always make the best decision. A- amen. You know, and, right. and life is a, life. Life is a series of decisions. And sometimes decisions we make, say, when we're 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, can cause us to put our whole future on hold by one bad decision. So, you know, we have to learn how to make good decisions because there's power in making a quality decision, but then also there's fallout for making a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. there's, there's there's repercussions for decisions that we make. That's why we have to be very calculated in our decision and our, our thinking process, and we have to become critical thinkers. Because when you're young, we only think about today. You know, what makes me feel good today? What do I want to do today? What makes me popular today? And, and the enemy wants to allow us that we may do something today that makes us popular or makes us feel good today, but it could also cause us grief tomorrow. And that's why it's so important that we have God and we have the forgiveness of sins through the Lord Jesus Christ. But also, we thank God that uh, our society also offers us a chance uh, to be forgiven for uh, things that we did because we had a slip in judgment. And as right. I said, we we all do from time to time. Right, right. Well, you know, um, Pastor, when we were going to bring this topic to the forefront, and I and I and I really am so happy that you and I are partnering 
about this is this is something that I know is dear to God's heart and and um and I and I believe it's going to do so many other things as well. I believe that once we continue, we like we're doing now, we're starting this process. But once um, individuals do do start coming to the clinics and that we're going to put on and and go through the process, I believe that it will also do a number of things in the positive. It's going to now open up open up the byways and the opportunities for gainful employment and not just taking a job or odds and ends jobs, but now people can actually start walking in the purpose of God that that God has called them to. Do you believe that, Pastor? Absolutely, because um, it is a true statement that in order to experience the peace of God, we must make peace with God. So mm-hmm. the origin and the genesis of us getting back on the right track, if you will, is first of all for us to make peace with God. And we do that right. by uh, recognizing who he is and recognizing what the Lord Jesus has done for us by uh, sacrificing his life and shedding his blood and, and opening the door to the Father that now we can use the name of Jesus and we can go directly into the Father under the blood, of course, by using that name. So it it is it is it is true in saying that that uh, we must begin with first things first. Uh, there's a scripture in Matthew six thirty three that says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all yeah. of His righteousness." So you know, a lot of times, as the old saying go, we're putting the, the cart before the horse, mm-hmm. and so many times we're trying to. Uh, get our our life together in the natural. When we when we have to understand, we are spiritual beings. The Bible right. says those that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So we're mm-hmm. spiritual beings. That means that we live in we live in physical bodies, but we are a spiritual being. So we have to make sure that our connection and our fellowship is is harmonized with God. And and God is the center of our life. In other words, if we don't find God, we can't find ourselves. You know, so many mm-hmm. times young people will say, you know, I'm gonna uh, I'm going to join the service, or I'm going to move to a different state, or I'm going to do this, I'm going to travel the world. I need to find myself. You know, I need to find out what am I here for. Well, I hear that so many times, but I can tell you, you can search the world over, you can sail the seven seas if you like, <laughs> but to find yourself, you must find God. When you, you find must. God, you find yourself. <laughs> he has a beautiful plan for our life, and for you to understand what plan He has for you, and for God to unpack and unwrap the plan that he has for your life, it, calls, it, it takes time, and we have to build a rapport and a relationship with God, and then God, little by little, we serve a God of glimpses. So he won't yeah. give us the big picture all at one time, because sometimes that could make, be very overwhelming for us. But what the Lord does, he gives us glimpses of what is to come and what he has in store for us. So I would tell anyone, uh, first of all, you're exactly right, that we need to make sure that our relationship with God is correct. And then once mm-hmm. we get God in the right place in our life, and I do mean in the right place because so many people have God in the wrong place in their life. And what I mean by that, when Jesus went to the cross and he died and uh, he bled and died and then he was rose from the grave on the third day, he got up and said, all power over heaven and earth is in my hand. Right. Jesus is yes. no longer on the cross, but he's on the throne Amen. in heaven. But he's also supposed to be on the throne of our heart, and we're supposed mm-hmm. to be on the cross. And he should be ruling our lives. So uh, first things first, 
I would say to everyone listening, first things first, oh, but you know what, uh, somebody's probably saying, Pastor, you know what, uh, with this expungement in church and these things that you're talking about, as soon as I get myself together, as soon as I stop doing this, as soon as I stop doing that, then I'm going to follow uh, some of this instruction. I've heard this from my mom before, my father, my grandparents, etc. But I want to say to you that's listening this afternoon who feel like as soon as you get yourself together, the truth of the matter is you can't get yourself together. That's right. You can't you can't change yourself because you can't <laughs> see yourself. The Bible mm-hmm. says every man sees this stuff right in their own eye. So you can't change yourself because you can't see yourself. What I would advise you to do and encourage you to do is to come to God as you are and let him change you. Yeah. Because everything he touches, he changes. Wow. Wow. You, on that note, <laughs> wow, I, I'm over here in total in total awe of what you just said and, and resonating with that because it's absolutely the truth. It, it couldn't be any further from the truth, honestly. And and I, too, would, would concur with you. In order to know yourself, you have to, you, you have to know Christ first. You have to right. have that relationship, and it's so important. I don't, I don't know who I am without him. And right. I believe that that um, everyone listening, this there's no happenstance that you're listening today about um, tuning in, and right. um, the importance of this is God. The reality is is that the Father wants to have a relationship with you, which is why He created each and every one of us. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. you know, right, right, Pastor. Absolutely. Uh, we were right. created for fellowship with him. Absolutely mm-hmm. right. We were mm-hmm. created to uh, to connect to one another, but ultimately God created us for fellowship. And exactly. sometimes we don't understand that, you know. And we were created to be um, loving beings. We were created to be uh, beings that uh, worship God and love one another. And and with expungement, uh, how it ties into expungement is that, uh, as I said before, we have a forgiving God. He said if we confess our faults, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So right. all we really need to do is to confess and to ask him into our lives. And God said, you know what, I'll, I'll wipe away every sin. I'll wipe away every wrong. And I'll, I'll treat you as if you have not done it before. And that can, yeah. that's kind of a segue into expungement. Expungement says, you know what, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll remember remove uh, the, the act. I remove the conviction. Mm-hmm. And even though that you, you, you were involved in the act, it won't be held against you. And that's what God is saying to us. So I, I know you did wrong, but you know what? If you come and confess it to me, I'll wash away all your sins and then I'll treat you if it never happens. And that's Absolutely. the same thing with expungement. You know, Absolutely. they're able. People are able to see you as if you never got involved in a situation that puts you in this predicament that you're in. Yes, yes. Yes. Wow. Well, you know, guys, I think this is a good place for us to to let you ponder what's been said thus far, and we'll take a short break, and we'll when we return, we'll, we'll continue with the topic of expungement and its correlation with legacy, yeah, building a strong legacy. So um, we'll take a short break. When we return, we'll continue. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Terry here. The workplace has become ever increasingly difficult. High rates of unemployment, 
support interaction between employee and employer, workplace violence, and the list goes on. Today, many are seeking practical solutions to address workplace issues. Healing in the Workplace, a spiritual guide to coping with work issues, provides a long-awaited answer and principle to solving work conflict and problems, helping us to see why God wants us to work and how we are supposed to treat one another at work. Join me in a global move to eradicate workplace issues in discovering employee rights and discover how others have been victorious through workplace challenges. Order your book today at www.westbowpress.com. Once again, order your book today at www.westbowpress.com. Hope to see you there. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you for rejoining us. And as um, we, um, before we went off for our commercial break, we were talking about expungement and then um, building a strong legacy and how it relates to that. So now um, we're going to kind of shift gears, if you will allow us to do so. We're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about now how the expungement process um, going through that whole, walk you through that a little bit, if we can. We'll do our best. Now, keep in mind, we're not attorneys, and we're not by any means um, qualified to even give any type of advice at all. But what we are here for is to disseminate the information and give you give you the the content and pray and hope that you will continue on this journey with us so we can guide you through a process to lead you to someone that can actually help you because that we are going to be having some clinics, some expungement clinics, and um, that's the whole purpose of today. So we can, we're not just going to talk about it, but we're going to do something about it. And so you have to be a doer of the word. Right, Pastor? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you can take it away. Whatever you want to say about that is good for me. Okay. Uh, I think I just want to revisit uh, as we move into some of the processes and the procedures to getting an expungement. Um, Once again, one may wonder, why would you want an expungement? Well, that's a very important question because, uh, as I said earlier in the show in the first half, it's very difficult to get a job when you have a conviction on your record. Mm-hmm. And as I said, many employers carry insurance on their employees, and insurance companies uh, refuse to insure employees with convictions. So it makes it very difficult. It limits your range of motion, and your options are very few uh, yeah. if you have a pending case or if you've had something uh, in your past uh, that would be researched because uh, I can't think of almost any job that won't do a background check on you nowadays. I mean, to the point where several years ago, uh, they started doing the credit checks even. So you have to have your credit check uh, for certain jobs that you're going to do. So if you do have something in your past or a conviction on your record, then expungement should be at the top of your list. So what normally happens, and uh, Dr. Terry was talking about, what happens in an expungement process, uh, once you come to a clinic, and we will be having a clinic, and we'll talk about that, I think, uh, near the end of the show, a little bit more information. 
is that when you come to the, the expungement clinic, you need to bring a copy of your criminal record or your case, uh, mm-hmm. information about your conviction which you want to expunge. Um, your criminal record, uh, your history would include all the information essential to your expungement, and you need to bring that to the clinic to assist uh, the experts at the clinic in helping you prepare uh, the correct documentation for your expungement. Um, right. Some may ask, well, can I expunge multiple convictions at the same time? And the answer to that question is yes. You can have mm-hmm. uh, filed several petitions for expungement simultaneously, which is a very good idea. Uh, you would need to file separate petitions for each order, but you can file for separate expungements at the same time. Um, The way the expungement process works is that um, you can attach a letter to your expungement uh, documentation, um, and that letter should include things. I'll just give you a few uh, examples, your plans for the future. the reason that you offended, in other words, they want to know why did you offend, why did you do what you do, how's your life today to different than it was when you offended, uh, how's the convictions hurting your employment chances, uh, and any education or training that you received to help you overcome or to help you deal with what you went through uh, when you were a teenager or whenever the conviction happened. So those are the type of things that you can put in the letter. Um, you also can attach a letter from the clergy, uh, any community mm-hmm. member. Uh, would be very convincing when you're doing an expungement, and you can attach that to your petition. Uh, and then you would provide that uh, to the judge at your hearing. So that would be also something you might want to take a look at. Um, if you change your name, because sometimes people go through name changing, thinking that maybe if they change their name, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. it may not show up. But uh, when you file for expungement, you have to use the name in which you uh, had the conviction under. You can't use your new name. Um, it, people may ask, well, what if I uh, file for an expungement and I'm, I'm denied my expungement? Well, uh, you may be denied. There's a chance that uh, you could be denied your expungement. Uh, if you attend a hearing um, and the judge does not uh, does not uphold your expungement or he, or he does not uphold, uh, he does uphold, excuse me, the uh, conviction, you can re- uh, refile your petition within three to six months and, and more closer to six months. So let's say anywhere around the four-month uh, threshold, you can reapply for your expungement once again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, Pastor, say for instance, let's, let's deal with the latter part that you just stated. What is, let's, let's suppose that someone actually goes through our clinic, up-and-coming cl- clinic that we're going to to have, and um, that actually does happen where they go to the judge and the judge still denies the expungement, and then they go through, they appeal the process. Is that, a, is that considered an appeal, or is that considered just filing again for um, the expungement? It, it, it would be considered just reapplying for the expungement, and you okay. just would uh, refile your petition because it's called a petition. That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, for expungement, that's that's the name of the documentation. So within three or four months, um, you can refile for uh, the expungement of one conviction, or as I said a moment ago, for several convictions. So um, you would just be reapplying the documentation along with your letter and also stating, you know, what your plans are for the future, you know, the reason that you offend and those type of things can be attached to the letter along with any recommendation letters that you can get from clergy or uh, city officials or councilmen, et cetera. So uh, mm-hmm. it would be a reapply. Okay. Yes, it okay. would be a reapply. Uh-huh. That's, I think I think that's important that we also 
um, we don't want to be remiss by not stating the possibilities of what could happen. So and if something doesn't, if it doesn't, if it should happen, that it doesn't turn out to be favorable at first. If at first you don't succeed, try, try, and try again, right? Absolutely. And and also, too, one other thing that I wanted to add, um, if you are in the midst of a criminal case or you have been arrested, um, you are not able to apply for expungement during a time of litigation. So if you have mm-hmm. something that's ongoing and you're in the midst of ongoing litigation, then you're not eligible to apply for an expungement. Right, right, right. Um, I did... I did do some um, research about it. I did my due diligence, and I did come up with um, some information pertaining to that. And, you know, there are a whole host of of, um, of expungement attorneys, or I should say expungement services that are out there, and I, which leads me to, to this point, case in point, is that it's important that everyone understands that you go to a reputable, if you choose not to come to where we are, make sure you go to someone that is reputable and that happens to be a licensed attorney because the the, um, expungement business right now is really thriving, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of scammers out there. And um, um, Wall Street Journal has um, put up a a article pertaining to what type of three questions you should be asking about and also it's important that you you remember you understand that there are background background services companies out there that actually do background checks and most of the background background um, companies are private companies and so these private companies, what they're doing is they're providing the background checks for the employer or the landlord, whatever, whomever um, is requiring that service, and they will continue to 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 um, they will not sweep out, clean out their database. So your stuff is still coming up, and what an attorney will do is make sure that. All background companies, because there are only particular particular background companies that are, are being used, that those background companies have to sweep their database with um, sweep all your information out. So there's no more monitoring or tracking system on you. It's not just through the court system, but we must also remember that only go to attorneys that understand that you have to they have to go sweep your background companies out as well. And I didn't really realize that, Pastor, until I started doing some research on that. Uh-huh. Did you know and about I, that? Uh, uh, no, and I think that's very uh, uh, important information for our listening audience and uh, for those who are, are interested in the expungement because we do have to be very so very careful nowadays because so many people are on the take. And, you know, sometimes... Uh, when a person is trying to uh, seek out help, we we do leave ourselves open to scammers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we understand that even though we're seeking uh, help, we still have to be cautious about who we talk to and who we uh, p- put confidence in when it comes to not just expungements, but anything. But that's good information to know. 
Yes, yes, I found it very interesting. And you know, I uh, in my in my research, I also um, found that when you are in the process of going through, you're considering to do this process of expunging, you should be asking three questions with the um, with the with the um, individuals or the company that happens to be saying that they provide this service to you. And the first one is, it says, um, are you a law firm with a licensed attorney? I mean, uh, with, yeah, licensed attorney. And so that is important, what I said once again. And I can see the importance of that. There are there, there are paralegals out there. There are people that are saying that, um, that um, oh, I can provide this service for you. I can do this paperwork for you. I can make sure you did promising you all kinds of bills and the whistles, but they're not even they're not even um, um, educated or equipped to do this for you. They can't even, in all honesty, give legal advice to you, and they can't even file any re- motions on your behalf. And so that hurts you. But they're just taking your money. So it's just like you see a lot of these these real estate um, uh, entities popping up all over the nation saying that they provide, they can do a loan modification for you. And what they're doing is they're just setting up shops somewhere and they're just taking, promising they can do this and that for you and not do nothing for you, but they've taken your money, you know? Absolutely. So we yeah. want to, we want, it's, it's kind of like that type of concept. And so we're being forewarned about these are, this is why you have to ask, these three questions. The second question is, can you expedite the process of having the expunged record removed from background check companies? Once again, you know, you, who knew that we should be thinking on the, on the, on the um, level of a background check company. We're thinking as wiping it out of the system of, of policing Systems, but we're also <laughs> we need to remember that we need to be looking at these other companies, and which is why it's so important that you have you go to the right, the right individuals that are actually doing their due diligence and and that are that are licensed attorneys that actually have a um, expertise in this field in this particular in this particular um, element of law. Would you say that's true, Pastor? I, I would I would be in agreement with that, and I do concur um, that that is true. And we, we have, as I said a moment ago, we have to be so very careful um, because, as I said, we leave ourselves open, you know, when we're trying to obtain help. And we see it in the news uh, every day where someone is uh, taking advantage, unfortunately, uh, of someone else, you know, for... Um, monetary gain. But I think uh, what you said is, is important and that we need to know. And, and it helps to be able to know what questions to ask, because sometimes, you know, this is new to some people and they just don't even know what questions to ask. Um, yeah. I, I want I wanted just to clarify something that I said a moment ago, because uh, okay. I know our listeners are maybe taking notes, is that um, when you go to the hearing, um, your recommendation letters from clergy or employers or or, or community members, that should be given to the judge. I think I said that it uh, it, it can be attached to your petition, but that is incorrect. Yeah, yeah, uh, you don't yeah. don't attach it to your petition for expungement, but when you actually go to the hearing with the judge, that's when you would give your letters of recommendation to the judge at the hearing. Okay. So I just want okay. to make sure I clarify that. 
Sorry about okay, that. Then, <laughs> no, no, that's that's. I mean, hey, you know, you're you're yeah. you're correcting it now, <laughs> and right, that's a right. great thing. So, so it's right. wonderful that you caught that. And 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 to our listeners, um, you know, like we said before, we're not experts on this. Right. We do not we do not um, deem ourselves as being an expert, which is why we are actually putting together an expungement clinic in the, um, when is it, Pastor, we're going to do it, when in October? In October, yeah, we're going to try to put one together uh, at the beginning of October. Uh, Location and time uh, we'll definitely be discussing in later shows, but we want you to start preparing now and reaching out to your friends and family members, uh, uh, people in your community, neighbors, that you know that this might be beneficial to because uh, I, I believe, I, I'm a firm believer that uh, people need a second chance, you know, and, and I, I, God is a God of second chances. There were so mm-hmm. many instances in the Bible, and, you know, time wouldn't permit us to go through them where uh, people made mistakes and God gave them a second chance. And the number one person that uh, comes to mind uh, is our namesake. Our church is the key of David Ministries. Well, yeah. we know that David's life was well documented. You know, David was a, a great king, but he was a poor father. David was uh, a man who uh, had a man's wife, a husband killed so he could get his mm-hmm. wife. So, you know, he made a new, new mistakes in his life. But out of all the mistakes that he made in the book of Acts, God called him a man after my own heart. Yes, you do. So I think that says a lot to what God believes about giving people a second chance because David was nowhere near perfect. But God said, mm-hmm. he's a man after my own heart. And you would say, now, isn't that an oxymoron? Isn't that contradiction for David to have a well-documented life full of you know, pitfalls and, 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 and downfalls in his life? Well, we have to understand that when God says that David is a man after his own heart, we have to understand that God saw David's heart. One thing about David that I think everybody should embrace, or one of the principles that he used in his life, is that when David recognized that he had sinned against God, any time that he recognized that he had displeased God, he would always fall down and repent and yes, ask God for would. forgiveness and cleansing yes. and direction and renewal and all the things that we should do. David kept a repentive heart. And see, mm-hmm. that we, we as people of God, we have to keep a repentive heart. As long as our heart is soft toward God, I like to use that term a lot, we can be men and women after God's own heart. And that's what he means. We don't have to be perfect. You know, we don't have to be without mistake because none of us are. But as long as our heart is soft toward God and our, our outlook on sin and, and, and we're honest with ourselves and we don't make, you know, allowances for ourselves, but we'll admit, you know, when we did wrong and ask God for forgiveness, I believe that's why God said, David was a man after my own heart because of the repented, soft heart that David kept, even though mm-hmm. he made a lot of mistakes, just like all of us have. Amen, amen. I, I know it to be a fact. And, you know, I I myself, I'm reminded of thinking, as you're speaking about that, I'm thinking about my own life, and, I, and, I, and I'm just so grateful that um, I wouldn't even be here right now talking, having this, having, having been a co-host with you if I didn't have, if God didn't have mercy on me, you know, and, and, and didn't allow me to go through, yes, he allowed me to go through my mistakes in life, but he also loved me so much that he allowed me to, to, he accepted my, my repentance, 
repenting yeah. to him. And I had a full understanding and knowledge and knowing that in my heart, I needed to ask for forgiveness of what I did. And that um, he loves me so much that he forgave me and he remembers it no more. So I don't even have right. to dwell on that. And therefore, we have no condemnation any longer. What Satan has tried to do to us, make us feel guilty. And, you know, Pastor, I, I, I believe the Holy Spirit is guiding us to even talk about condemnation and expungement. I mean, doing a crime. What? There's no condemnation when you've paid your, you've paid your price, right? Absolutely. Uh, once once we, we ask God to forgive us, and once we ask God to come into our life and be Lord of our life, the Lord does just that. I mean, it, it, it's very simple, and it only takes a moment for us to change our eternal address. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, all we have to say is, God, uh, forgive me of my sins. Uh, I know that you died on the cross for me. I know that you shed your blood. I know that you love me, for you said God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes me shall not perish but have everlasting life. If we confess God and Jesus as Lord of our life, the Lord will forgive us, and he said, I'll, I'll wash away your sins, though they be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow, and then I'll, I'll, I'll treat you as if the act never happened. I'll treat you right. as you are a brand new person. For the Bible said, if any man be in Christ, Second Corinthians 5.17, he's a new creature. Old things mm-hmm. are passed away, behold, all things become new. So we do become a new creature in Christ, and that, and that word creature is very important because what God does is when he saves us, he changes our nature. He changes yeah. our, our perspective, our outlook, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times, you know, especially as we move toward the end of the year, people have, we have Christmas and then we have New Year's and then people make New Year's resolutions. Well, mm-hmm. we don't need more resolutions. We haven't kept the ones we made. And I'm, I'm part <laughs> of that. One. But, so what we really need are not resolutions, but what we need is a new perspective. Yeah. And that's what God does, gives us the, the right perspective on life. So uh, the Lord is definitely a forgiving God, you know, and and, and, and in terms of expungement, I want to talk to, I know our time is short, but, you know, to the community, I want to speak directly to the people who feel hopeless today, who feel like, you know, I've done wrong, you know, I've been involved in crime, I've been to jail, I've been incarcerated, you know, I've been in situations I shouldn't have been in. I want to say to you today, please take hope today. There is hope for you. And as long as long as we have hope, uh, we can move forward. You know, scientists tells us that we can live a couple of weeks without food, and we can live maybe a little less without water, and then we can live three to five minutes without oxygen to our brain before we have brain damage. But the truth of the matter is we can't live long without hope. You have mm-hmm. to have hope. You can live without a lot of things. You can live without money. You can live without a home sometimes. You can live without even being in relationships, but you can't live if you don't have hope. So I want to offer everyone today hope, and I want you to know that Jesus in you is the hope of glory. And I want you to hold on to your faith because we serve a God who says he's the God of all flesh and nothing is too hard for him. That means if you have a felony or you have a a misdemeanor or whatever the situation may be, know that nothing's too hard for God Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. the grace of God will keep you and know that God's favor is upon you and that God wants to forgive you. He's standing all day with open arms and said, whosoever will, let him come. So today I tell you, 
if you're listening and you're, you're without hope and you're in despair and you feel like giving up, I want to encourage you not to give up. What I want to say to you today, come to Jesus just as you are. Bring him your problems. Bring him your burdens. Bring him the, the, the things of your past, you know, because we all have a past. Just bring them to him and then wait before him and let him give you direction. You know, there's a scripture in Psalm says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. and He delighteth in his way. And Proverbs chapter 3 says, and all that way is acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. So I want to say to that person that's listening today, whatever you do, don't give up your hope. You can't, you can't make it without hope. Hold on to hope. We're not just hoping in hope, but we're holding on to hope. Because right. without hope, we can't make it. We can't survive without hope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, Pastor, when you were saying that, um, I felt, I really feel led to say this, that um, what really got me uh, to the point of me forgiving, I, me letting go of my past, I had to forgive myself. Yes. You know, and it's important that everyone out there understand that although the Father loves us, He does call us to forgive ourselves. And that's important with moving forward in life, moving forward in the proper direction and building that legacy. You can't be thinking about your past. You can't allow your past to affect your present nor your future because otherwise you're going to be stuck. And that's not God's that's not God's plan for your life. And it's important that you understand regardless of what it looks like, don't look don't allow don't allow yourself to continue to be in a position where you're being a carnal minded person, meaning you're you're walking in your emotions and your feelings and, and what you see. No. No, no, no. No, no. You have to do what Pastor is saying. You have to allow yourself to take everything to God in prayer, to Jesus. Jesus already paid the price. Therefore, no condemnation. That's not our portion any longer. We don't have condemnation. And so do what Pastor is guiding you to say, what God is saying through the, through the Pastor and myself. And we are telling you something. We give, we're today... We're, we're here to give hope and to express yeah. that there is going to, we're, we're here to, to be used to make sure that we do what we can for the community. And, uh, Pastor, I think this is a good time for you to give the information, um, your contact information, and to, to follow us on the website so they can keep in, keep in touch and follow and know where the uh, up-and-coming clinic is going to be, the expungement clinic. Can you give that information? Sure. You can, first of all, you can find information uh, on our Facebook page, the Key of David Ministries. Uh, we have a Facebook page, and we do most of our announcements and posting on our Facebook page. We also have a website, the thespiritofdavid.org. Once again, that's H-T-T-P-S. TheSpiritOfDavid.org is our website, and information leading up to our upcoming uh, expungement clinic for the month of October, uh, we'll be doing updates and giving you a uh, actual date and time. Uh, we hope to do it in the city of Compton. It will be yeah. open to the whole city, not just for those who are uh, members of the Compton community, but it will be open to anyone who is interested uh, in expungement and getting inf- more information about uh, expunging records and, and things of that sort. So once again, uh, please 
check back on our website, thespiritofdavid.org, and also our Facebook page, The Key of David Ministries. Yes, and so, Pastor Ken, it, can I say um, that although you're opening up to the whole um, community of Compton, but this is a global station, and so there, if anyone that should happen to be in in the in our neck of the woods by that time, then they can still come down. Is that correct? Absolutely. It, it, once okay. again, uh, we want to make sure that this is a benefit for the community because I believe that uh, making an impact in the community is, is what we're trying to accomplish. We want the the community to know that we're concerned about them. And when we say community, you know, we, we, we're all neighbors, you know, in a sense. Right. So anyone who, who needs this type of uh, ministry, if you will, uh, this type of service, and our doors are open, and we'll help you in any way that we can. Uh, once again, as you stated earlier, we're not attorneys, but we will have the experts there on that day yeah. to answer your questions and to go into more advanced details about what it takes, uh, what can be done, uh, what what may happen as you go through the expungement process. But yes, we're open to anyone and everyone who wants to uh, have this type of service done or find out information okay. about this service. Okay, I, th- I, 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 that's good. I wanted to make sure that everyone understood that it's just not for the city of Compton. It's for Correct. everyone that's listening that um, that should happen to be down in California and down in that way. Just if you need, you know someone that is that um, you might not live here, but you know someone that does live out here and. You know, just get them to us, and we will do our best to make sure that we 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 take them in and treat them with dignity and respect, and and give them hope and do everything we can to to accommodate them. And um, Pastor mentioned earlier at the top of the conversation the, of 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 this um of this um topic that um, different different um, elements that you need to bring, documentation that you need to bring on the day of the clinic. So I do want to say this. There's one more thing you can do. You say, He said that, you know, you need to bring your conviction information or, or your arrest records or whatever. One way to do that, to make sure to speed up the process, is to go get fingerprinted and um, let them know that you want to and have all the documentation come to you, to your home, and then when it comes to you, you'll already have that with ready to present. And that's um, something that will speed up the process, and that way we won't have to send off any records for you. You'll already have done that for yourself. So go to a... a, a um, a company, a, a, um, it's like, um, what are those, where you can go, a live scan. Yes, go have yes. a live scan done. Get a right. live scan. And then the live scan, make sure that you won't have all the documentation that comes up sent back to you, to your home. And then address it to yourself. And um, you'll have everything there. So that's um, pretty much what... Um, I wanted to say about that, and um, if there's nothing more, I'm I'm good with what has taken place today, Pastor. What are you? What are your comments? Well, I like to say once again, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to speak 
to your listeners and to the listening audience. And I just want to say to uh, the listeners once again, uh, be encouraged. There is help. There's something that can be done. Uh, We can't make any guarantees on how your particular uh, situation will turn out. But even if it doesn't turn out in your favor, I want you to know that uh, there's a God who who can help you. He said, uh, David said, I will lift my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord. So Mm -hmm. understanding where your source comes from. I mean, we are a vehicle and a conduit that God is using to uh, use this platform to help you. But ultimately, your help comes from the Lord. So I just want to encourage you to to continue to pray, to continue to be steadfast, and continue to have hope and faith. And and I just know, uh, I don't know how God's going to do it, but he's going to do it.